Well, welcome back to a Christmas Bible study. Um, it's uh, regular but not frequent, it's not weekly, but here we are. And welcome to Lieutenant Colonel uh, John Campbell and the Reverend Dr. Derek Walker <laughs> and uh, Tim Vince from uh, Birchington um, or near Birchington where Christina Rossetti wrote In the Bleak Midwinter, which was the inspiration for our backdrop. <laughs> And um, uh, more seriously, I think we've only got half, half the time we normally have for Bible study. Uh, so what passage are we going to read? I think, John, you're going to read. Yes. And uh, Derek will pray. Okay. And hopefully that will leave us enough time to talk about the passage. Uh, where are we sure. going to read from? We're going to read uh, Luke chapter 2 and we're going to read the first 20 verses. Right. They'll be very well rattle, known. Rattle through. They'll be very well known to all our viewers. Thank you. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on peace, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marvelled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told them. Thank you. Lord, we thank you at this time. We celebrate one of the most stupendous events in redemption history. Lord, when the eternal word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. Lord, that God would become a man in the person of Jesus Christ in order to save us. Oh God, we just thank you so much for your wonderful birth, for your incarnation and your birth. 
and that, Lord, that you came to identify with us, to bring us to glory. Lord, thank you for your condescension. Thank you for humbling yourself. Thank you, Lord, that you accomplished what you came to do and you accomplished our salvation. Lord, we just want to praise you and thank you at this Christmas time for all that you've done for us and all that you've purchased for our eternal future. In Jesus' name, be with us now as we look into these things. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. I should first say Happy Christmas. Yes, Happy um, Christmas to you. Praise the Happy Lord. Christmas to all our viewers. Amen. As well. mm. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we're not going to cover the whole, you know, nine, yeah. what is it, lessons of, you know, no, nine lessons not. and carols, but this is a remarkable passage. And that's mm. what I normally do. I say, Derek, could you give, just give us a bit of background? <laughs> <laughs> but don't go through the whole of redemption history. <laughs> right. Well, it's interesting that there are t we, we've got two main narratives that obviously we, we would have learnt from, uh, Luke would have got that from, by interviewing Mary. Mm. And so we have uh, this wonderful history and Mary focuses on one aspect, um, whereas Matthew focuses on another aspect. Luke focuses on one aspect. Sorry, Luke, yeah. yes, yes Luke focuses on the, the appearance of the glory of God, which had, yeah. not, which had gone from Israel for mm. hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm. Uh, really, when it, uh, Ezekiel saw it, Mm. go up from the Mount of Olives and Ezekiel now 11. for the first time mm. the glory of God is back mm. in a big way and uh, I imagine that every angel um, had to come for this awesome event uh, you know God becoming a man mm -hmm. uh, and and of course it was prophesied in Micah 5 2 that it would be at Bethlehem mm. and so here are the shepherds of the Beth of Bethlehem are chosen to be the ones to to be that the witness what a privilege. for this, what a privilege. and uh, and so yeah. this awesome glory of God yeah. is a sign that God is is back yeah. in a big way, and He is doing something special. It, it, Wonderful! It's That's very very exciting. Great yeah, it is and exciting. There's two things to to note. One of them, these were Levitical shepherds. Um, their their main purpose was to produce lambs in vast numbers to feed the voracious appetite of the law requiring sacrifice in the temple. So they had to produce, their, their remit, their job description yeah. was to produce lambs without blemish yeah. and that required very careful shepherding. Yeah. But it's also, we'll come back to that mm. in a minute, but it's also interesting it, if we, we can pick up as the Lord says, whoops, in Corinthians 1, mm. 1 Corinthians yeah. 1, 28, they, the, the shepherds were despised because by the very nature of their job, they were ceremonially unclean. Mm. And therefore they could never go to the temple. Wow. So although they were producing for the temple, they could never go there themselves. Mm. And so in, in a slightly different context, but it's still applicable, I think, uh, Paul writes to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 1, 28, well, let's go back to 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put mm. to shame the wise. Mm. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. Mm. And, and, and he's chosen these shepherds for a very good reason, which we're about to, pick, uh, we're about to look at. Yeah. But it's also their status is the lowest of the low, yeah. even though they were doing arguably, probably the most important job yeah. amongst anybody in yeah. producing, managing these flocks and producing them and, and nursing and nurturing 
the young lamb so they could go for slaughter, for sacrifice, yeah. could I just without give a, blemish. That's just absolutely wonderful. And I think that's where we should be focusing. I, I, I just remember my very first trip to Israel was in 1987. I went to Bethlehem and at that time there was no barriers, no borders. And I, I do remember, uh, you know, going past Rachel's tomb and eventually uh, on foot. And, and then it's quite not that far Bethlehem from Jerusalem. Um, ju just south, and I, um, I then thought, right, I want to walk uh, through from the shepherd's fields, from Beit Sahur, right across up the Kidron Valley, and it was the most wonderful countryside. Mm. It is, I mean, I wouldn't have minded being a shepherd, <laughs> yeah. frankly. I know it's a tough road, yeah. we used to keep sheep, and yeah. it, it is a tough, you know, the upbringing of lambs is, yes, is, a, it is, is tough. basic. Um, but I do remember how special it was. And, and, and even the young Arab, you know, shepherd boys running up and smiling and the friendliness. Well, perhaps something of the glory of the Lord still resides there. I Who believe, knows? Yeah. That's and, it's not, and, and it's uphill. We went past the Theodosius Monastery. It was about a 20 kilometre walk. When I say we, the royal we. Yeah. And, and then walking up the Kidron Valley, it's quite an experience. Yes, so I've, I've got it in my head. While you can you, see it. You can folks, see it in your Folks head. talk about anyway. the theology. I'm just thinking of that wonderful land. Well, there, there are one or two, I, 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 I'm yeah, going please, to come to my main point, but there are one or two curious things in this account which have always been sort of left in midair. What's the reason for that? Well, in, in verse 11 of Luke 2, it says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. So it's quite, the angels are quite specific about who it is. It is a, a Saviour, yeah. who is Christ the Lord. Yes. And then they go on saying, and this will be the sign to you. Yes. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying yes. in a manger. Now, why should that be a sign to them? Yeah, that's an interesting yeah, one. Well, so we we'll come back. We'll come back to that. Yeah, but it, it, it means more than you're, this is how you're recognising because he's yeah. in a manger lying in swaddling clothes. No, it's a sign, yeah. which is a very specific um, uh, meaning. In because Derek's written a book on signs. Of course he has. And we Derek's often think a book that the star is. Derek has <laughs> written a book on everything. That is true, um, but he's not added to the Word of God. He's only drawing out. You know, he's, you know, he's not breached that command. Um, but yeah, you, you, your book is, of course, I'm thinking of signs in the heavens, but John's just highlighted the sign. The signs. There are signs in the heavens, there are signs on the earth. Mm. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting that it says that this, this babe wrapped in swaddling clothes would be a sign because yeah. it's not immediately obvious why yeah. that should be a sign. But then as we read on in the narrative, we well, find... it's a bit unusual, if yes. you don't mind me saying. I, I mean, for a baby to be <laughs> wrapped in swaddling clothes well, and lying the, in a well, manger. Well, babies are wrapped up, aren't they? When they're yeah. born, they're wrapped up. Yeah. Okay. And, and I think it's, it, it, it's not so much the swaddling clothes as the fact that he's in a manger, he's not in the cotton house somewhere. Correct. So this is a specific baby and this is how they'll recognise mm. him. He's in swaddling clothes in a manger. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, then we go on and we read the narrative of, of the shepherds and all the folk with them when they get there. And there's clearly a like, chattering away. They're excited about something. Yes, yes. Now, what is it that's made them excited? The shepherds are telling them something and they're all talking amongst themselves about it. Oh, isn't this amazing? And then eventually they go back to their fields glorifying God, not only because they've seen the, the, the angels, which is enough, but what the angels told them would happen, happened. Yeah. And, and Mary is just listening quietly to this, pondering it in her heart. Now, 
what is the unique event? The unique event is this, that the shepherds, because their remit was produced lambs without blemish mm. for sacrifice, mm. the moment a baby lamb was born, presuming it on the face of it looked to be without blemish, mm. it was coddled. It was taken, obviously the mother had to feed it colostrum and they had some mechanism for doing that, I don't know what it is. But they would wrap this baby lamb in a in swaddling clothes, but probably whatever they had. So they'd wrap it in their cloaks or whatever it was. And lay the very lambs that and need lay to be it protected. in a manger. Yes. Now this is why this was significant. This why the message was so significant. Yeah. They knew that they were swaddling that lamb to keep it for sacrifice, yeah. for the sacrifice of sin. Mm. There were sin offerings, amongst other things. And at the same time, so it, their ears are pricked up. Yeah. What is this thing? We know about this. And what is this person who's going to be the saviour of the world? Amazing, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. It was very significant. Mm. Now, very, that is very, significant. Now, so I'm, just a, a manger. I mean, some people, I mean, there's so much ignorance that's out in, in the modern world today. The manger is a feeding trough. Yes. You see him lying on a bed of straw, a dusty stable and an open door. I mean, he's literally lying in a feeding trough um, amidst and, the hay. Yes, and feeding troughs out in the open were very common. Yes. So this is, this is yes. just an everyday tool of the shepherds. Or in life. a cave. Or One well, tradition or, or, is it, it's a cave where they would possibly take them at night. Yes. Yeah. Within that cave would, would yeah. be mangers. And they'd be warm. They would use those mangers for, yeah. for, yeah. The, for the baby lambs. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to say, because in case we get emails writing in saying, viewers writing saying, these, this message is denied. <laughs> um, you can't find proof of it. All I say to you, to every one of you, test it in your heart. Mm. I've tested it in my heart and I believe with all my heart it's mm. true. Yeah. And I can understand why certain parties led by Satan himself would want it well, it's to very spread profound, the message that it, it isn't true. It, 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 it is, I believe it's true. So it's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world yes. lying in yeah, that's true. a manger. But uh, what I'm saying you, it, you, is hard to corroborate, not impossible. Historically. Historically is the practice of the Levitical shepherds putting their lambs into a manger to keep them But I can tell you it's impossible to disprove. It's impossible to disprove, <laughs> but more than that, it has the wit, I don't know about you, yeah. but it witnesses oh, it, in my heart. It certainly does. Because it brings the whole story together. Yeah. Suddenly, all this makes sense. Yep. So our resident theologian, um, Reverend Dr. Derek Walker. So what is, because God uses picture language to communicate yeah. a message. Why would God appear to the shepherds? because they were responsible for the Passover lambs, mm. particularly. Mm. And here now, God is coming, he is the savior. Mm. How is he going to save us? Yeah. It's through becoming the Passover lamb. Mm. Christ, our Passover lamb, is to be sacrificed for us. And the, and the shepherds were at the birth of all the Passover lambs to validate them and to witness their birth. Mm. And, and so God, therefore, appeared to these Jewish shepherds mm. to, um, because they were, as it were, the ones responsible for the Passover lamb and yeah. for, for witnessing the birth of those Passover yeah. lambs. Mm. And, and of course, just as the Passover lamb would be born, so Christ was born. Yeah. Yeah, you see, I, I, exactly. I, I find the shepherds are very special yes. spiritual um, you know, servants of God because they, um, they're in the city of David. Yes. They, they must be profoundly aware of the privilege of being there 
um, aside from the Lord, you know, yes. being born, um, just knowing the Psalms of David, you know, the shepherd boy, you know, they would be completely steeped in it. I believe they yes, may not yes. have been fit for the Pharisees, you know, up in the temple, you know, in Jerusalem, but they would be absolutely absorbed. And, and that's why God chose yes. them. Yes. The, they gave knew, them the privilege. They knew what they were doing. They knew. So I, I think that there's something in this, the deeper significance uh, yes. of the sign. Yes. So uh, are we saying that's the sign? Yes. It's not, not, not something else. It's no, no, that's the sign. It's a sign to them that this baby is, is, is the lamb uh, yeah. yes. that yeah. is born to die. Yes. He, he, like those lambs, were born to die as yeah. a sacrifice. This saviour, this baby, very deep, is born to die. Very deep. And it's even in the angel's message when they say, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, mm. goodwill toward men. In other words, the purpose of his birth is number one, it's the, to, it give, it's the great glory to God. Mm. The whole thing is to give glory to God. And secondly, he sacrificed, through his sacrifice, Peace is made between yeah. God and man, and God's grace is released towards mankind, Good, mm. goodwill toward mankind, through yeah. the sacrifice of the Lamb. Amazing, isn't it? It is. And what a, what a, a chorus from yeah. the heavens. You know, glory to God in the highest peace. Yeah. To his people on earth. It's very powerful. I, um, I, I know this is Christmas and you know we're bringing Easter into it, but they fit hand oh, in hand glove. glove yes. And I do remember you know, Billy Graham, Ashton Gates, 1981 it was. And a, a friend of mine who wasn't a believer came up to me and says, yeah, I remember there was a banner in the, in the crowd that said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And he caught me off, you know, uh, you know on the hoof as it were, he said, well, what does that mean? And I didn't answer him. And I've often thought this dear chap, Trevor, down in South Wales, if you're watching, <laughs> that we're talking about it now. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Yes, mm -hmm. it is amazing. Yeah. I, I know it isn't in our reading because we, we, we stopped at verse 20, but um, Simeon also, I don't know whether Simeon was a shepherd, but he also knew something special. Yes. He said, mine eyes have seen, yes. you know, um, I can't remember the exact, uh, they have seen your salvation. This is the point about the Lamb of yes. God who takes away the sins yes. of the world, um, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. There were, there was an expectation of the Messiah. Yes. That even Herod himself, I know it's another passage, even Herod himself knew there was, a, it spelt danger for him. And um, that I would say many of these, these shepherds, you know, those who were devoted to God's word, just doing uh, ordinary menial jobs, yeah. were very close to the Lord. And that's why he chose yes. that place. Mm. Yes. Before the foundation of the world. Yes. Yeah. Amazing thought. There must be more in the passage. Well, there's one yes. thing I'd like to point out, which is the, the, the fact that this is the, the first appearance of the glory of the Lord. And um, we have another instance of the glory of the Lord on the same night, which is when uh, the wise men, the Magi, saw 
uh, the, the, what we call the Star of Bethlehem, which I believe mm. was also the glory of the Lord on the mm. same night. Mm. But I just want to, to think, what would it have, have appeared like? Well, you said that at this time they were expecting the Messiah. In fact, yeah. Josephus, Tacitus, a number of writers talked about there was a general expectation yeah. in the ancient world yeah. that the Messiah would come out of Israel yeah. at this time. Mm probably because of the influence of Daniel and the 70 weeks. And that's why the Magi, who Daniel became the grandmaster of the Magi. Mm. And so they would have, he would have taught them the scriptures. And so they, they the were thought. expecting that's the coming yes. of the Messiah. Yes. And that there, there was a prophecy that he would have taught them mm. that a star would herald the arrival of the Messiah. Mm which is from actually the Balaam prophecy. Oh, great, let's do uh, okay, that. This is, is, this is a normal Bible study now. We're gonna go yeah. all over the Bible. Numbers uh, we'll come back to our uh, 24. Yeah, Numbers 24. Verse 17, it says, I see him, yeah. Messiah, but yes. not now. Mm. I behold him, but not near. Yeah. A star will come out of Jacob. Mm. A scepter shall rise out of Israel. Mm. And, and it goes That's on. Verse 17, isn't it? Verse 17. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It goes on to say that this will be the ruler of the world, yeah. not just the king of Israel, but the scepter will extend from Israel over the nations. And it says, out of Jacob, verse 19, one shall have dominion. Yeah. So it talks about the star will herald the arrival. So this explains why these, these wise men were actually searching the heavens at this time. Mm. And particularly from the east, because they came from the east, um, in part of the Parthian Empire, they would have been looking towards the West for an appearance of a star coming out of Israel. Yeah. Okay, well just imagine what it was like now in Luke 2, what we find is that the angel of the Lord appears to them and then, it, then after he gives his message, then it says there's a multitude of the angelic host. I believe every angel, basically. Yeah. And the glory wow, of the Lord. <laughs> Just shining around them. You oh. can imagine the magnitude of the glory of God. Now, what would that look like 500 miles away as you are looking, right, from Babylon or wherever? Star. It would look like a massive scepter, yeah. first of all, mm. rising up into the heavens. Because it would be quite narrow because you're looking just at the yeah. Bethlehem area from 500 miles. Yeah. But an immense scepter rising wow. up. Wow. And secondly, it's a, it's a little detail, but in Luke 2.15, it yeah. says that when they had given their message, the angels did not disappear. Yeah. It says that the, the, the angels went away from them into heaven. Yeah. So there's, there's a kind of an ascension. These angels, mm. would, uh, with the glory of the Lord surrounding them, mm. would have ascended, I think, fairly slowly, it up into heaven. What a spectacle. And it could have, the whole thing might have what taken an hour or so. Yeah. Now, what that would have looked like mm. from Babylon would have been a star rising yeah. out of Israel yeah. up into the heavens. That's amazing. Now, they knew, first of all, this is a new star, because when they talk to Herod, it's clear that they've seen a new star mm. has appeared, uh, but then it disappeared. Uh, but they, but they, it, knew the location. it came out of Jacob. Yeah. Now, normally, st the interesting thing, let me just take yeah, you to Matthew. It. Five minutes left, but go for right. it. We, we, five minutes is because, an eternity on Bible study. Because possible. Mm -hmm. uh, in Matthew 2, he, he actually says, verse 2, um, they come from the east, but it says, we have seen his star in the east. Wrong translation. Mm. It's actually, we have seen his star in its rising. Yeah. They saw a star rising out of Jacob. 
Because yeah. why would they go to Jerusalem? Because they saw the star coming up that way. Well, stars go yes. west to west. East to right? west. So yeah. this, is a, this is going in the opposite direction. Yes. We've got an army man um, here who navigates by the stars. <laughs> yeah. so we know yes. that that's, that's true. They, they, they I realized yeah. it. This, this, is, this is no ordinary star, no, it's, it's you see. Orbiting wrongly. And in a way, the whole world <laughs> is going this way, and Jesus is going in the... the and, and rising up of Israel is a sign of a king who is going to rule from on high and light up the whole world yeah. with his glory. Yeah. And he's going to rule as a scepter. So they would have seen a scepter. They would have seen the star rise. And so they immediately realized this is the fulfillment. A star will come out of yeah. Jacob, out of the land of Israel. Yeah. And so they make their journey yeah. and the star, this has disappeared by now. That's right. But then after they've talked to Herod, this star, this glory reappears and yeah. they start rejoicing. Yeah. So this is not some conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. No. This no. is the glory of God. And then yeah. the star leads them to a precise house. Yes. Now, yes. That, this is not an astronomical phenomenon. This no. is... This I, is the I presence totally of agree. angels Wonderful. and the glory John, of God. Well, and, and for those smart Alex who say, how can you see this star from yeah. five, or, or, you know, you, Babylon and, and Jerusalem, for example, yeah. you, you can't see from one to the other because of the curvature of the earth yeah. and everything else. So the fact is, you can't. But they would have seen the star rising. It would have, they'd have seen it rising. Yeah. And they would have also, because these were highly educated men, mm. realised it was going in the wrong direction. Yes. And they would have realised there was something very special about this star. Yeah, that's yes. a really important point. I, oh, in my mind, because I'm just, you know, 20, 20th century, you know, baby boomer, it, and all the pathetic fireworks we have at this time of year. And when you're a distance of just a couple of miles away, you know, let's say I'm, I'm in Broadstairs and I look across to Margate, you just see a little flicker. It's pathetic, isn't it? All, all of man's celebrations <laughs> compared to this enormous company of the heavenly hosts, yeah. you know, ascending into heaven. Yeah. That's something that is just awe-inspiring. What a privilege for the shepherds. We are... The clock is ticking, so Which come on, let's it, get the final words in. Times These two things tie everything together yes. because the glory of God appears to the Gentile yeah. kings yeah. and the glory of God appears to the Jewish shepherds, yeah. to yeah. both. Yeah. And one is about salvation, which is the Lamb of God. The other one is to the kingmakers, those who acknowledge his kingship. Mm. So Jesus is both saviour and king. Yeah. He's the Lord of the Jews and the Gentiles. Mm. And because it's the same glory appearing yes. to both, yes. it shows that he's the same Lord overall. Praise the God. one who is the saviour, the Lamb of God, yeah. is also the King of kings and the Lord of lords who's going to rule the whole world one day. Amen. Happy so can I just end? Happy Easter. Amen. <laughs> with Hark the Herald's angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled, joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies, with the angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem, amen, hallelujah, glory to God, thank you for watching.